Thank you for tuning in to the Practical Preservation Podcast. Please take a moment to visit our website, practicalpreservationservices.com, for additional information and tips to help you restore your historical home. If you've not done so, please subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud, and also like us on Facebook. Welcome to the Practical Preservation Podcast, hosted by Danielle and Jonathan Kepperling. Kepperling Preservation Services is a family-owned business based in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, dedicated to the preservation of our built architectural history for today's use as well as future generations. Our weekly podcast provides you with expert advice specific to the unique needs of renovating a historic home, educating by sharing our from-the-trenches preservation knowledge and our guests' expertise, balancing modern needs while maintaining the historical significance, character, and beauty of your period home. Today on the Practical Preservation Podcast, uh, we have Robert Blackson with us um, from Temple University. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your background. Sure. Um, I'm trained as a curator. So I've been putting art shows and projects and public events together for about 20 years now. Um, I've done it here in Philadelphia. Prior to moving to Philly, I was living in the UK um, and did it over there. So it's a, it comes from a, a deep-seated belief, honestly, that um, culture is something that civilizes us. Mm-hmm. And so, so I'm strongly committed and indebted to the idea that art can transform us and through that, our society. And um, from, from those changes, we can find new ways to, um, to um, work with one another. Yeah. I think that that understanding I, I, in preservation, we talk about, or I talk a lot, I don't know if everybody does, about the collective, like our, our collective built history. And I, it is, it's everybody's history. And I think that that is, it's a, just another way of connecting a lot of, a lot of the best employees we've ever had have come out of the art world. So I think there's, a, there's an overlap of art and, 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 and preservation. So yeah. um, tell me, uh, tell me what, um, about ghost signs, ghost murals, tell me what, what are they? Yeah, 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 I mean, no one, no one starts out intending to make a, a ghost mural or a ghost right. sign. Um, it's something that only happens because of the weathering of time. And, um, you know, back 100, 120 years ago, um, and really up until about the early 70s, the primary way that a a business, um, any kind of business, would advertise what it is that they're offering and that what they do is through lettering, through mm-hmm. hand-painted lettered signs. Um, and the bigger the building, the bigger the sign, quite honestly. Right. So I, I know that there's now a, a, a debate around billboards and things like this along the roadside, but um, it was not uncommon to walk through a neighborhood and as much as the business was that you were looking at, like the physical brick and mortar right. was a business, there was a whole other business of painting those bricks and those in that mortar right. um, with advertisements related to the various different um, businesses that were in the neighborhood. And it was quite territorial mm-hmm. in the sense of there was coding involved. 
in relationship to which colors were used and which colors wow. denoted which nationalities owned the business and mm. all these kinds of things. So it was it was an art form and it remains an art form to this day. There are still you can still enroll in you know, programs to learn how to sign paint. Um, so it's I don't like to call it a dying art because I don't believe that it is. Right. Um, and at the same time, it was also uh, a mechanism used to clearly show your artistry. So it had a, a dual purpose of being both, you know, very graphic identities, mm-hmm. um, but also something that you were brought up um, as a tradesperson and a skill. Yeah, so, and to uh, highlight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and you can still see it, you know. So the whole idea of the ghost signs comes from this idea that when we look at a at a building, whether it's a warehouse or a factory <clears throat> or an existing building today um, that's still operating. You can see the remnants through the peeling paints and layers of that paint mm-hmm. on the different businesses that have been here, um, here in Philadelphia, ext- extraordinarily well. Um, one of my favorite examples is there is a, <clears throat> excuse me, there is an ice cream store on Market Street, like Market and Second, called the Franklin Fountain. Yes. And um, for all intents and purposes, it looks like an amazing ice cream store, and it is. But if you if you let your gaze go upwards and, and look to their second and third and fourth stories, you'll see that it's also has been a, a fishing um, tackle store. <laughs> because you can still make out the painting from mm-hmm. a previous sign. And that sense of the reuse of our space um, yes. and the multiplicities of use that we've had throughout this city and so many others, I think that sign painting is a beautiful callback to recognize that we are living in other people's shoes and other people's steps over right. time. Yeah. So it's, it has a, a beautiful historic connection to the way that we see our current environment. And we can also recognize the way in which this urban um, center has been other environments in the past for different purposes. Yeah, I, 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 I could see that connection and I, I will have to pay attention now um, when next time I'm downtown to, to see, <laughs> to see, to look up and see, because I never noticed that. So yeah, that, I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful exercise, you know, just yeah. putting, forcing yourself to not look at eye level, mm-hmm. but looking up, yeah. you not only notice previous generations of businesses, but you also notice beautiful flourishes of architecture. That right. are, yeah, I, yeah, I do uh, often look up at the cornices and and the you know mm-hmm. those things that people don't don't always look up and see. And I have I have a friend who's like, yeah, you're always looking around. I'm like, because that's and, and walking, walking's a big thing too. Like if if mm-hmm. I'm not if driving through, you don't notice as much as if you actually get out and walk around the neighborhood or or the downtown area. Yeah, that's that's one of the um, the largest I would say. Unfortunately, one of the largest impacts that the automobile has made mm-hmm. is that it really streamlines and narrows your view of the area around you. It does, yeah, yeah. And so that's that's one of the nice things about walking is yeah. that your your view isn't restricted in that way. But yeah, there's a there's a whole there's a whole new city above the first floor. <laughs> yes, yes. So I and 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 um, I, I was thinking when you were talking about the signs, I was thinking I know some of the larger companies also paid like Coca Cola. And um, uh, I'm thinking of the tobacco. There was a tobacco company that did the barns. Do you see that so much in Philadelphia, or is it more like just the to denote what company was in that building? There's a mixture. Okay. A mixture. Okay. And 
it's, it's, a, it's a funny mixture as well. There are a lot of businesses that still have their old sign painting mm-hmm. um, series up. And there's other businesses, like for example, if you're at the East Falls Station um, and you look north on the SEPTA line, mm-hmm. um, so you're on regional rail by now, and you look um, at the end of the platform, you'll see the remnants of a hardware store um, sign that was painted there. But it's also, as well as, as much as being a, 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 um, an advertisement for the hardware store, it's a dual advertisement for the Pink Panther Installation Company. <laughs> so you may remember that years yeah. ago, Pink Panther was selling installa- insulation. Um, they, I think they still do, but I remember being a little girl and that's the kind I wanted my dad to buy because I like the Pink Panther. So <laughs> Yeah, so you can see that financially there's a dual thing going on. I'm sure that there was a kickback. Oh, I'm to sure. The hardware yeah. store for yeah. painting Pink Panther, you know, yeah. 20 feet by 10 feet. Yeah. Um, so it was it was doing two purposes at once. It was right. promoting individual local businesses but it was also promoting larger national things yeah. within the artist world. Yeah, kind of like a, um, I'm trying, I can't think of what that's called, but when, like a, like a, not a sponsorship, but the larger company will come in and say, well, we'll buy you shirts or whatever so that you can then promote their business also. Yeah. yeah. So, so tell me a little bit about the Vital Signs project. Mm, yeah, well, Vital Signs is a project that's been going on for probably seven, eight years now. Um, and I'm a biker. So I bike around town, I bike to work, um, I bike up 13th Street every day when I go to work to Temple from South Philly. Mm-hmm. And um, at 13th and Girard, there is a locksmith, the Hensler locksmith. It's a four generation family owned business. It's a German business. And they, they make, sell, change locks. Um, and they've been doing it in the neighborhood for a long, long time. Um, I think it's 1902 um, when they started. Um, John Hensler, who owns the business, was born in the building. Um, his uncle's born in the building. The whole, the whole, whole shebang. Yeah. And but they had this sign that was just deteriorating on the side of their of the side of their business. And so one day, I just got off my bike and went in and introduced myself and said, "I, I bike past your business every day, and." To be quite honest with you, I thought this place was closed because, you know, your sign looks pretty raggedy and, you know, a lot of things on display in the windows look a little old. He's like, no, 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 we're still here. We do great business with the neighborhood. But to be honest with you, a lot of people who just drive past don't recognize that we're still here. Right. Uh, he says, you know, I've been trying to get that sign repainted for years, but the quotes that I'm getting um, are just astronomical. There's no way as a small business, I'm ever going to be able to afford that. Right. And I said, well, you know, I'm, literally biking another half a mile north into north philly and i i'm going into a building where there are painters painting every day right who would take this job on with within a heartbeat mm-hmm. he said well if you want to make something happen that'd be great and so we made something happen we worked with the mural arts program here in philadelphia and they supplied all of the scaffolding and all of the technical assistance that we needed we supplied a lot of the hands and then from there, we, you know, went up to the side of the building and started work. And it still holds to this day. It's a oh, beautiful hand-painted sign, completely within the same tradition that was done originally on the side of the Hensler Locksmith Company. The only change that John, um, John Hensler asked us to make was that we changed the green 
around the sign that it was the, the, the green painted border that uh -huh. was around the original sign to be changed to blue. It's like blue is my favorite color, but it had to be green to my grandfather because he's German. And people knew uh, that if there was yeah. green on the building and the frame that it was a German owned business. Oh. But he's like, now no one knows that no, stuff. It doesn't right. mean anything. So let's make it blue. I like blue. So I was like, <laughs> yeah, we can do blue. Right. Um, and so that, that began my appreciation of the coding, mm -hmm. but also my appreciation of how important these changes are. Because shortly after we repainted the sign, his business got an uptick mm -hmm. because people were nice. excited about the work that was being done to the building. It looked better for the neighborhood. And also it showed people who were just passing by who hadn't stopped before, like, wow, this looks like a pretty cool place. It's got a hand-painted sign. Before the hand-painted sign looked like yeah, like it was neglected. Right. Now it was loved. And so there was a difference there. Through that uptick in John's business and just the general buzz that people seem to have from that work getting done, mm -hmm. we started the process of opening it up to more businesses. And I think now we're up to seven or eight. Okay. Of, and these they all follow the same blueprint. They're all family-owned and operated businesses, oftentimes multi-generational businesses. Um and they all started off with a hand-painted sign. So we're not adding new signage technically. Right. We're really just going in and giving a facelift. Yeah. Now there are there are moments when, you know, as we were talking earlier about the Pink Panther stuff. Right. Sometimes they had prices. You know, oh yeah. <laughs> um, on the side. They don't want to do those same prices. Right. <laughs> But they do want to keep to their same message. So, mm -hmm. for example, when we did the Philadelphia Tribune, you know, the oldest African-American owned and operated newspaper in the city of Philadelphia, it was a great way to reinstate you know, their commitment to the community and the services that they provide. Um, when we worked with Cunningham Pianos um, up in Germantown, and again, another great way to, sh to show that this is a very unique business that's operating in your neighborhood. Um, and it's offering a very unique service. Um, these are services that are sometimes, sadly, not maybe not forgotten, but right. just sort of becomes part of the furniture. Um, and so doing this project in this way, <clears throat> excuse me, helps to lift um, these businesses that have been owned and operated for generations in these neighborhoods to have a sense of reinstated belonging, um, yeah. not just to the fabric of the building, of course, but to the, the, the overall economic vitality of that neighborhood to show that, you know, we've been here working with this community for generations and, and our, our commitment continues. And we're showing that by redoing our sign. So that's why we call it vital signs. Yeah. Oh, that, that makes sense. Do, do, um, and you're also providing hands-on training to the students. Is that, yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, that's so right. And, and a, an experience that they might not otherwise, you know, get a chance to, to do. Um, so what, what are your biggest challenges when you, that you encounter with, with the project or have you, have you encountered? Um, yeah, I mean, I would say that the, one of the greatest challenges of the, of the program um, on a lot of levels is just continuing it. Mm -hmm. um, we do it completely for free. Yeah. So we never charge a penny to the business. Um, we don't, even though we partner with Mural Arts to mm -hmm. supply some of the paint and the scaffolding. Um, and also Mural Arts has done this so many times when they do just regular murals around the city. Oh, yes. They have it down pat in terms of the insurance waivers and things like mm -hmm. this. But it's a, it's a heavy lift, quite honestly, to, um, 
find the right businesses, make the right connection, and then continue on, continue on with the work. The students are really engaged. The painters, the master painters that come in, whether they are formally trained sign painters or they can do it because they've just been painting for that long. Right. Um, all of those skills are completely necessary. So you have to kind of get the dream team together every time we do one to make sure that it's going to have that same dexterity and that same quality of look yeah. that the, um, the business is, is hoping for. Mm-hmm. Because even though we're doing it for free, we're doing it to lift up. Yeah, so, yeah. You don't want it to look free. <laughs> no, 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 not on any level, not on any level. And thankfully, I'm, I'm proud to say that we haven't. Right, uh, right. But we, we do have to make sure that it's the right fit. Um, there are a lot of businesses that want to have a hand-painted sign on the mm-hmm. side of their building because now it's become cool. Oh, yeah. Um, and we have to say, like, like, look, that's not this program. Right. Um, if you want to hire a sign painter, of which there are many across the city, mm-hmm. you can totally do that. But yeah, that's yeah. not we're not here to provide free advertising. Right. We're here to provide historic preservation for your business and to lift up your commitment to this neighborhood in the city. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, that's important to, because you're providing a service. You have to, you have to stay, stay, stay with what you're, what you're doing. And, and it is, it, it's, 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 it's preservation. It's preservation of the, of the history of not only the, building but the 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 business especially yeah, these yeah. multi-generational businesses how long like does it take for you to do a sign i was just curious yeah yeah i mean it really depends on the sign we did mm-hmm. a langhorn carpet company mm-hmm. um that was probably the furthest afield we've been langhorn is about you know okay. 20, 20 yeah. minutes outside the city um the langhorn carpet company is this amazing amazing factory where they are hand weaving carpets that are used all across the world yeah um so the carpets in the white house the the red carpet that was used when the pope came to philadelphia like these are the kinds of jobs that they right. do yeah they're amazing um but their their um their sign was like 70 feet long oh my Huge. goodness yeah so, yeah um so it, it took it took us maybe three weeks do that that's now. still impressive for 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 that big yeah it was yeah. i mean it was yeah. it was it was a solid job you know we yeah. do them over the summer mm-hmm. um, when there's more time to get them done and the weather's better um and you know just talk about the langhorn carpet company for a minute you know when we did that it was when we un- when we sort of quote unquote unveiled it you know yes. like when the last stroke on the paint job was done the mayor of langhorn was there <laughs> the, the, the state police were there you know, uh, it was, it was yeah. like it was a moment of celebration because that carpet company has been there for so long. Um, and it became again, a, a, a reinstatement of yeah. values. So yeah. 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 That, and I know, I'm sure it's the same way cause you create things too, but like when a project's done, it's kind of, you're glad, you're glad that it's done because, but, but you can look back and see all of the, the work that's gone into it. And it's, it, that does feel, you know, I'm sure that yeah. you have, some fulfillment in that too. <laughs> definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I mean, because these, you know, I still bike by the Hensler Locksmith sign yeah. every day when I'm out by Langhorn and I see the carpet company or when I see the silk screening signs that we had mm-hmm. done or Kafari pretzels. Like these are, everything's, you know, they're still going on. And yes. That's yeah. a beautiful, it's a beautiful statement to continue. Yes. So how can someone contact you? Well, they're welcome to um, to email me, okay. um, or they can call me. Um, 
my email address is my name um, with a dot between the first and last name. So it's robert.blackson at temple.edu. And my office line is 215-777-9139. Yep. Okay. And I'll make sure those are on our website too, where the, where the podcast um, gets placed. Um, and are there ways that someone can help or do you like take nominations for signs? Is there? Yeah. Yeah. We'll take, we'll take nominations for signs. Okay. That would be best. Okay. Um, because what happens is, you know, I'm, I'm only as good at this as my eyes. Right. And I'm not all over the city at the moment. We're hoping to do two more. One is a, a shoe store and the other is a music store. These are both in South Philly. Okay. Um, but again, you know, I live in South Philly. I bike up to North Philly. And so I kind of am blocked in by the the places that I see. Right. Yeah. I think everybody is because I know there's parts that I'll be like, oh, I, you know, if I don't go someplace in a while, I'm like, oh, that's different than the last time I was this way. So yeah, I, I, you definitely, you need, you need eyes, eyes everywhere. Yeah. 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 I mean, a good example would be there's a, a cooking supply, a restaurant supply store over there at about second and arch. You know, there's a few yeah. cooking supply mm-hmm. places over there. Yes. Some restaurant suppliers. And um, it was these beautiful hand-painted signs of, of uh, enameled cookware and, and pots and pans and all this kind of stuff. And so, and it was, you know, starting to come off and the business was there. And so I was like, okay, I'm in a rush now, but I'll go back in two weeks and we'll, we'll, we'll set uh-huh. it up. Went back in two weeks, sign on the side of the building, sold. Um, oh. So sadly, many yeah. of these businesses, because of the gentrification in the city, right. is, is starting to, to melt away. And so I do feel a little bit of an urgency now that I didn't feel when we began the project, quite I frankly. I can see that, yeah. But now things um, for the city are taking off, thankfully, mm-hmm. in some regard. But with that comes um, the disappearance, really. Right, of, of the smaller businesses, yeah. yeah. So I, I would hope that even if the sad news is that some of the businesses that we've worked with over the years do have to close for a variety of economic reasons, right? That at least the work that we did on the building before it was sold or the business had to move on can remain um, as a proud marker of what one stood right, there. right, and it's a it shows what the building was used for. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Okay, well, very good. Is there anything else that you did I didn't ask you about that you wanted to share? No, 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 no. This was this was okay. really happy. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much for, for joining me today. Thanks for listening to the Practical Preservation Podcast. The resources discussed during this episode are on our website at practicalpreservationservices.com forward slash podcast. If you received value from this episode and know someone else that will get value from it as well, please share it with them. Join us next week for another episode of the Practical Preservation Podcast. For more information on restoring your historic home, visit practicalpreservationservices.com.